Hello and welcome to Tearing the Veil, where we give you Christian and non-Christian perspectives from young adults growing up in an ever-changing world. I'm your host, James Natural. I'm the co-host, Dean Ortega. And today we're going to be talking about the coronavirus, uh, which I think has affected pretty much everybody in the world uh, to some degree. And we've we've got two we've got two guests today, and they're both um, they're both pretty interesting in, in their viewpoints on the coronavirus. Both, both friends of ours as well. Right. Um, they're both uh, they're both non-Christian, um, and so they they are developing their political views based on the world um, and not on God, which is the found foundation that we should have. Um, but that doesn't devalue their political opinions, and so we're going to give them an opportunity to talk about what they believe um, and uh, try to give some commentary afterwards about what we think about it. So, talk a little bit more about other things other than coronavirus as well, but that's that is the main focus for today. Right. They're gonna say a bunch. They're, they're gonna say a good, decent amount of controversial things, um, a lot regarding conspiracy theories, which I don't think is uncommon when it comes to the coronavirus. Uh, but we're not advocating conspiracy theories, and we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. All of our um, opinions come after. We're usually asking questions during the middle segment. Right. Yeah. So we're we're just trying to get their opinion. Um, we're not really trying to interject our opinion until afterwards, so uh, just bear with us, bear with them. If you if you hear anything that's that sounds really weird, um, we will, we will probably address it because let us know because we probably missed it and we want to fix that. Yeah, there 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 is there is also the potential that we missed something, um, but we're trying our best. We're reviewing over the interview and and trying to catch any any little things, but we just want to give you um give you an interesting take, you know give you something that's that's a little different than what you normally hear so uh, we've got we've got the interview ready so um, let's get into it all right and we're gonna be talking about the coronavirus today and so I'm uh, this is our first episode and we're joined with with two guests we've got Garrett you'll say hi hi <laughs> And we have, we have Wyatt. And we've got we've got Wyatt. We've got Wyatt on the line as well. Yes, hello. I am I am Wyatt. Yeah. All right. So COVID-19 has obviously had a huge effect on pretty much everybody in the country whether we want it to or not. Um so personally, I've uh, lost my job um which was unfortunate. Uh, but that's that's the way the cr- the cookie crumbles. Um, so I ask you, how has the coronavirus affected you in, in your day to day life? I mean, uh, I oh. one at a time, gentlemen. <laughs> one at a time. I was introduced first. I was assuming I saw. Yeah, I was like, I, is he talking like keeping the order of whoa, 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 whoa! Look, order. come okay. on, talking <laughs> stick, talking stick. Go ahead, go ahead, Garrett. Um, I left my job shortly before Corona hit. Probably a month or two before. No, a month because it was December when I quit, and um, the virus has ceased my progress in trying to find a new job. So. I remember Not much is going on right now. Yeah, you had a um you had a job lined up and then um it hit and uh I think they that, took the job offer off because of the virus, yeah. That uh sucks. 
And the people that worked there got laid off too. So even if I got the job, I would have been laid off by now. Right, so. right. I know I know a lot of our friends. I know Alex got laid off. Ethan got laid off. Alex, Alex, I don't even think he works at Hometown anymore. I'm pretty sure he got, he got like, completely fired. They called him and he didn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just refused to answer. And so... I mean, he was well, surprised, no, honestly. He got locked out of his email, and then they called him because yeah. he didn't answer the email. He he got locked out of his email because it was an old email, and they, they emailed him, but then I told him that he needed to call, and he refused to. So now we're in this situation where Alex doesn't have a job, I don't have a job, nobody has jobs anymore. Were they were they emailing him to tell him he was fired, or just to contact him about something? They no, said it, if you don't contact them, then it, you don't come in, you don't contact them, then you're voluntarily quitting. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Did those... he have hours lined up? No. No. We we had our hours cut March sixteenth when uh Andy and was here. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we um that's like the day before we went to the park and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we saw that interesting fellow. The, <laughs> when we uh like smashed worms and acted <sighs> like boys. Can you say that? Is that good? Smashing worms. Smashing worms is a bit weird. Okay, he probably uh, like. I mean that it's no, probably fine. Look, I don't. I mean this James in a literal sense. Like there were worms, and Garrett stepped on the worm. Was this? Well, I mean, like, was it on purpose or were you just stomping on worms? Look, I'm not going to disclose. Stepping on an accident. I'm not going to. Not going to disclose this information. Why did you the worm? There was a violent outburst. Yeah. I think that's a murdering worms. I think that's an early warning. I think that's an early warning sign for serial killers. I think so, actually. But you're too old to. If I recall correctly, you threw a worm at Kylan's face, James. Look, we're not judging other people in this environment. (laughs) This is not neither the time nor place. Um, Bring up the worming. The worming. But you do not deny that you did that, though. I. I am not. I'm taking a neutral stance on the situation of me throwing worms at my friends. Um, anyways, all right. So back to the subject at hand. Uh, Wyatt, you you are in the electrical industry, and I, we, we have a friend, Kylan. He's he's also uh, like an apprentice electrician. Um, he's short. He's very. <laughs> I threw okay. worms at him. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, how is how has it affected you, Wyatt? Uh, not a whole lot has changed, uh, at least job-wise. I mean, I I work in the central warehouse for the company, so we just, you know, I I right. Oh, can't say that word. Uh, I I just basically put together equipment and that and fix equipment that goes out to the field. So you're yes. an electrician exactly for electricians. Friend. That's exactly what our friend does. He parts yeah. out. Things. Yeah, but I'm not an apprentice. I'm a I'm a material handler. There is a very strong <laughs> uh, difference. I get Kylan paid is a, less. Kylan is a overglorified Roomba. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is sometimes around the warehouse when there's nothing to do. We we love uh, you, Kylan. A cool helmet. He does yeah, have a cool they, helmet. And I bought him these cool glasses from Walmart that he would wear on the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bought him. You bought him some cool glasses. Some cool the glasses. Safety goggles. That things. you paid with your own money. Yeah. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. In the pocket. Um. Oh man. But yeah, the only, the only thing that's changed is in my personal life. Basically, it's harder to get certain things. 
primarily toilet paper, so I'm mm-hmm. having to get used to oh, one ply, and it is brutal. Yeah, they how, have it on Amazon. How is it on the West Coast? Because here it's not, like, awful, awful. Like, Kentucky has some of the lowest rates in the state, or in the in the country. Um, and so it's not, like, it's not bad, but we still have, like, social distancing rules. Yeah, like, the first week or so, week or two, it was hard to find toilet paper and water, but now it's not too bad. Right. Yeah, you guys uh, are Walmart lucky. Uh, basically, all the stores near where I live are out of toilet paper, like 24-7. So I, I haven't been outside much ever in my life, but uh, people are saying that the stores are really bad right now. Like, <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? What's happening out there? You, uh, should, you should probably go outside. It's, it's a... As a person who's been exposed to it personally, uh, mostly just the stores are really cleaned out of a lot of stuff that's yep. you know very kind of useful for day-to-day living. Uh, and another thing is I went to Walmart like towards the beginning of like the lockdown and that, and I saw two people like trying to pull toilet paper, like a package of toilet paper out of the other person's hand. <laughs> you don't use like... You don't use like... Past you know, the yanking on it yeah you know he's popping off right now like people that bought bidets and like doomsday preppers they're all like i told you i needed that water spray thing to go my my mom did that they she knew like, literally bought a, a pack from her your mom has religion. a he has a bidet I don't know what a, I don't know what a, exactly a boudet is. I'm assuming it's one of those. It's like a water fountain for your rear. No, it's the thing yeah, that sprays I water. I meant like the apocalypse packs that he's these he mentioned briefly. My mom. Like people that doomsday prep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've been following this since January, uh, around like late January when it kicked That's off same. in China. Oh. Yeah. And so I knew about it. Unfortunately, I didn't have the financial situation where I could really prepare for what I kind of knew it was coming. You knew it was coming? Like for a fact. I, I knew the shit was a, gonna soon. You have oh, connections? Sorry, a lot of people a lot of people on a certain website were following it pretty closely. Yeah. People like, were just like into that kind of stuff. The Look, board was yeah. really aggressively following it, but there's a guy I watch on YouTube and he was doing very long mm-hmm. podcasts detailing all the crazy stuff going on in China where you had like videos of people falling over dead in the street. Oh, yeah, and like the videos of them welding the apartments closed and stuff. Yeah, welding bars in front of people's apartments. It was. Uh, I was following it since like mid. Grandpa on the chair with the the like Chinese traditional spear, like <laughs> with a sign telling people was, from the Hubei province was, to go uh, away. It was kind of insane watching it happen, uh, and then I totally didn't believe any of it. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, uh, I I don't even know. That's just China, I think. Yeah. With, I, yeah. With my friends and family. My friends and family. I tend to follow like stuff like this a lot. And I was like, oh, you're crazy. You know, finally, something actually happened <laughs> once. Like, Look, I told you. I told you're you. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're all, I told all of you you didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. I warned you. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of an analogy there, but it lost me. Like the, the guy on the side of the side of the road that has the, the sign. Yeah. It's like the end is an eye. And then like it's a the car, same with the... like a plane crash happens and you're like, <laughs> the same with the people with the bidets and the doomsday preppers. They're all like yelling at their in-laws right now. Like, look, I told you, you the, gotta, it wasn't the, all for nothing. You yeah. got to hand it to them. They're right. Thing. It works. It's working. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> look, they were right. Nothing were annoys right. me more than somebody who tells me I can't use toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> There's, 
there's a certain level of patience that I have with all individuals and, and somebody who is pro B day. I have, I have little, little to none. Yeah. I, yeah, I could never deal with a, a bidet. I'm going to be honest. Like the you thought can't trust of the trackers, they put in the toilet paper rabbit. It, you should know that. <laughs> well, that's why you flush it away. Yeah, but it like it sticks to you. They have like little microchips <laughs> that they, they put in. They got nano machines. Yeah, it goes up. Yeah. Shoot, it goes up. What am I gonna stays do? up in there. All right. Uh, so while we're on the subject, um, I'd like to move forward, talk about the uh, conspiracy theories uh, that we've heard that we might uh, <laughs> believe or not believe, um, and we have a we. I think everybody here is is fairly well versed on some, um, and some of us more than the others. But I would like to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you, Do you have one to introduce? Okay. Or do you just like one. You want to talk about it? <laughs> just going to take a pause. I'll, I'll put on something pretty. Uh, I'd say weird, and it's in relation to the virus still. So, you know, a big hot topic of the virus right now is if it was man-made or not. And a lot of news sources are saying it's not. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. But um, the lab that it was suspected to come out of is owned by Bill Gates and his wife's foundation. It's called, like, the Bill and Melissa Gates Foundation or something. And um, they own that lab. And it just seems kind of sketchy that he would own the lab that the thing it came out of. And he's also the biggest pusher of vaccines in America right now. And he'd be one making a lot of money off of it. Do you think he'd have a, a vaccine ready then? Is that what you're trying to say? Like he made I don't, this? I don't well, know. he might have but one made past, already, but for he the past five years, for the past five years, he's been like warning people about a uh, outbreak similar to this, some sort of flu outbreak, and has been pushing for more um, like vaccine regulation stuff. So. Yeah, uh, flu. He'll be the main beneficiary. I don't know, man. Maybe he's just got a third eye, and he can he foresaw. Maybe he's just crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's just old and crazy. Yeah. I think a lot of people are coming to realize how shady Bill Gates is himself. He's pretty shady. He's I know they yeah. shady and rich. I know back when the Epstein stuff came out, people were trying to connect him up with the like PizzaGate conspiracies. Because um, that was I don't know what that was about. What was what was that all about? Yeah. Pizzagate? Yeah, like, was that just the, you know, ring oh, it so, okay, I... Yes. Yeah. I'm a connoisseur of conspiracy <laughs> theory. Uh, Me too. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, Pizzagate was a... a basically a, a child smuggling ring that was centered around Comet Pizza uh, related to the John, like, the Podestas. This was, you know, extrapolated from their emails as they often would constantly refer to pizza in mildly strange manners. Uh, and pizza is a slang for, you know, child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, basically, they're compounding that with the fact that the guy never gave a consistent answer between interviews on whether his pizza place had a basement. Uh, it led people to believe that, and, you know, it's possible. There have actually, there's actually a lot of tunnels that have been found around D.C. So, it, it is possible that there is... A, a child smuggling ring uh and centered around dc maybe not comet pizza but you know the podestas are um interesting individuals with a, a suspicious history yeah but, i know there was there's the world core video that came out yeah. a couple of years ago and they it, matched his voice to the yeah it sounds a lot well, like john podesta 
And the the lighting scheme in the background is the same as the Comet Ping Pong Pizza restaurant. Oh, that's in the video. interesting. And then they, yeah, they yeah. you could hear him. Uh, you could hear. I, I think Skippy. they used Skippy, which was. Yep. That's that's something like uh, out of conspiracy theories. Um, John Podesta would have this like alter ego named Skippy, um, and like there were interviews with with. Uh, like government officials and they're like if you know John Podesta you know Skippy his his like twin ego Skippy yep it just sounds really weird like looking at it and then even weirder when well, you you know you take in the world core video uh, which, yeah and also if, if you're uh, if John you're Podesta. yep good uh, yeah John Podesta and his brother were in Portugal at the time a young girl went missing i'd say she was probably about six maybe younger just about to mention that. uh and the suspects that were spotted uh when drawn by police sketch artists looked uh, off of witness uh descriptions looked almost exactly like the two podestas with minor facial differences due to which could be construed from comparing descriptions from a lot of different people and you know, other things. Well, there was still enough of a match to basically say that that's they looked similar. almost exactly the same. There if you was... compare the drawings, yeah, yeah. Have you seen so... Tony Podesta's art? He... Yeah, the the amount of like art of so... children like against a wall and like bathing suits and yeah. stuff that he has around his house. It's, it's all just... very it's all very satanic, and there's a lot of symbolism because in a lot of the pictures, it's young girls or boys wearing. They look to be like tap dancing shoes or ballerina shoes, but they're always red, like bright red. And it's usually them bound against walls or chained to walls. There's one where it's literally a male, uh, well, having sex with a child, but they're they're like primal drawings in very basic colors. Primal drawings? I mean, like in the in the way they're dr- they're drawn, very, like, like they were violently drawn. They're very like, they're like stick figures. Yeah. Stick like how do you expect a caveman to draw? Oh. Like stick figures attacking a dinosaur or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, t- that's so like what we're trying to say here is that Tony Podesta was actually a Neanderthal uh, that was yes that was thought out um, from the polar ice, and this all connects back to uh, climate change and the melting of the polar ice caps. Um, it all comes back to them. So Tony Tony Podesta was was brought down from the Arctic, um, and is now starting a child sex ring in the District of Columbia. And pizzeria, apparently. I couldn't say that better myself, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. So, good job. Yeah. You summed it up very well. But I want to continue on the coronavirus. So the government has been handling this in an interesting fashion. And we see in our state, we have stay-at-home orders. Uh, churches aren't allowed to meet. Um, there is... I know at Walmart... Only, only one person from a family can go in at a time, which poses its own set of questions. And, you know, single mothers and, um, you know, what about children? And uh, so I just want to get your take on how you guys think that the government is handling this. And I, I guess we'll go to Rabid first or Wyatt first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think for like overall federally, they're handling it pretty well. Uh, from state to state, it kind of varies. I believe recently a governor had their emergency powers stripped for abusing them because uh, they were banning the sale of seeds or trying to and doing some other things which were just a complete overreach. Is there a reason uh, for actually, that or? Banning the sale in, of in, seeds. Yeah, it was wild. All right, hello. This is Jameson from the future. And what Wyatt was just talking about uh, regarding the ban of seeds, uh, that was a misrepresentation of an executive order that went in place in Michigan a couple 
uh, weeks ago that required larger stores to block off certain sections of their sales floor uh, in order to limit the amount of people uh, wanting to come in. Uh, but it did not ban the sale of seeds uh, nor the sale of American flags, which some other people claim as well. Um, I just want to make that little interjection, uh, but let's get back to it. In slightly like, well, in very related news, uh, it's what I'm interested in more is the people's reaction towards the government uh, and how they're doing it. Not to completely segment, but uh, there was recently rallies in Michigan and uh, Texas. The, t- the Michigan rally mm. was more around something else, but it, it had COVID related stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, at least my experience in Oregon, uh, they've handled it somewhat well. Uh, you know, they're, it's not completely insane over here. Actually, life is still pretty normal for a lot of people. Uh, they've just had to make changes. Like you can't go out to restaurants. You can't like dine in pretty much anywhere. Uh, stores are very limited on what they have in stock. They're limiting how much meat they put out for sale. Uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of people who are still considered essential, like construction is essential, especially uh, companies that are working on hospitals and other things of that nature. Yeah, I know there's um there's a Tyson meat plant in um Indiana that that had like 900 confirmed workers uh, contracted with the coronavirus, and so there's a lot of scare um, of like a meat a meat shortage. Um, and I was I was talking to a friend, and people I don't. When, when they hear, like, a meat shortage, they think that they're going to go to the supermarket and not be able to find anything on the, on the meat, you know, the meat section. But I think the far-reaching implications of this is if you go to McDonald's and they say, you know, we only have, we only have bread and oatmeal, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're out, we're out of meat. That's, that's kind of a scary thought. It's... Cause I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like in America, McDonald's is kind of the stable point. Like you know, wherever you are in America, okay. you can always go to a McDonald's. Was that, was that a hypothetical? so, yeah, Waffle House. Because Waffle House, yeah. I don't know if you've heard, they barely close for anything. Oh yeah, the the Waffle House Index. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wheel us back to uh, the question on how we think the government's ham- handling this. So, uh, uh, Garrett. Uh, I know you had a thought. So uh, I liked his point about how, you know, less of, you know, how the government is handling the virus itself, but the way it's doing it and how the people are reacting. So a lot of people are very upset with having to give up liberties, like they're afraid to leave their homes and stuff, even though it would be dumb to do so during the virus and everything. But I, I don't know. A lot of people don't like that. And um, a popular phrase that's been going along, going around everywhere on um, social media is like, if you're willing to sacrifice your liberty for safety, you don't deserve either. Mm. And I don't know if I fully agree with that, but that's what a lot of people, particularly like conservative people, that's the point they hold. Right. And it's, it's kind of kicked the ants nest. That is the very freedom based, like militia type guys that are pretty prevalent in this country. Um, do you think that we're going to see a fallback because of um, of us sacrificing our liberties? You know, we might because this also plays into the whole... A lot of those people are also pissed off because of gun laws and a lot of things that has to do with gun laws and assault weapons bans. Like a lot of states like California and Maine, it's very difficult to even own a semi-automatic rifle. Right. And so I think this this plays 
the their whole point of having to give up liberty because of the virus really plays into the gun right thing too as well. Right. So recently in Canada, I think the other, I think it might have been today actually, they banned. No, yeah, you brought this up today. Yeah. So, or, they, or, I don't know what's. They banned all assault weapons, and in the clause they included, um, I mean clearly assault grade weapons, stuff uh, where the caliber's over twenty millimeter, which is like grenade launchers and very large cannons. Um, but they also included in the law a bunch of specifically manufactured guns, like the AR-15 and the M14 Ruger Mini, which the AR-15 is a semi-automatic, you know... Th there are... You're basically running into a line where um, you're banning guns based on their like appearance and their scare factor rather than the functionality of them. If that makes sense. Yeah, and mentioning the Mini-14 is good because the Mini-14 and AR-15 are basically the same gun. The Mini-14 is just shaped differently. Yeah. It's more of a hunting rifle configuration. I was I was surprised uh, when they banned yeah. the Mini-14 because it doesn't... I mean, it doesn't look like a... Um, like an a assault... Scary. Yeah, it's, it's got a wood stock. It's, it's rather cute. It's small. Yeah, it's, and that sucks for Canadians well, because... The way they, they have restricted firearms and unrestricted firearms, so like most ARs before this ban were considered restricted, but you could get some rifles similar to the Mini-14, and so those were pretty popular in Canada, and yeah. there were a lot of like uh, variations of that design from other companies that people liked, and now they're banned completely. Yeah. I know we've, we've seen the AR-15 in a lot of uh, mass shootings recently, just because it's a very popular uh, weapon. And then the, the Mini-14 we saw in uh, the Miami-Dade shooting um, yeah. in Florida. Uh, and that's like the bloodiest day in FBI history, you know. So what do you guys think um, that the the gun control laws in, like, Canada, um, all of this coordinating kind of with the coronavirus, um, it's how do you think that that's going to fall? I'm assuming the whole ban was triggered so, by that guy that went on the rampage. Well, they, yeah, they, said, they said that there was that they've had this legislation in place for a while, but they the timing oh, okay. of them actually passing it does line up with the... It might have sped up yeah, the process. It, it has new, to do... Right now, a lot of governments like ours is taking advantage of the, the panic that people have right now, along with... Uh, I don't know, just, just the fear, generally. And they're using that and the distraction in the media and everything to pass legislation by that wouldn't normally get passed. And the, and you said earlier that, you know, you don't believe the whole uh, if if you trade your freedom for security, you don't deserve both. And the honest truth of that is, in the end, do you think our government is going to give up the powers that they've been granted? They might give up some, but I don't think they're going to give up a lot yeah. of them. And they're just going to keep chipping away like they have been. And so that's why it's good that people are starting to take over. A stand and i'm glad the people in the michigan were more aggressive than the people in virginia where they just stood around like virgins outside of a fence erected by the police and stood in designated protest zones well yeah ignored them. i think i agree with the way that they were being aggressive like that because i do i do like the idea of having militias and the whole point of the amendment being for not being able to get take over by your own government and being able to have the same weapons that the government can own being able to hold up a militia, essentially. 
I just don't know if I completely agree with the way the phrase is used in a lot of cases. But I, I agree with the point of it. Right. So, um, also, regarding the protesters we see in... We saw in Michigan on the Capitol building. Um, if we look back in history, uh, the uh, the Black Panthers in uh, California, they Ooh. they did a very similar move, and they marched on the Capitol building, and um, they were armed. And a very similar... Like if you take the photos side by side, it's, it's a very similar situation. And the fallback from that was the NRA and Ronald Reagan pushing uh, very strong gun control laws and in uh, banning uh, guns in the uh, Capitol building, uh, to my knowledge. Yeah, there's um, a protest very similar to the Michigan ones in Kentucky yeah. a couple months ago where a group of people in very military-style gear went to the Capitol. So do you, think, do you think uh, this happening in Michigan is going to line up with... Of course, the political climate is is a lot different uh, the, than the Black Panthers. It was a, a much it was a much different time. Um, but do you think that we're going to see a fallback like that with Republican um, legislatures, you know, kind of turning the back on the idea of of no restrictions on guns, or um, do you think that that stance is going to stay strong in the future? So okay. Uh overall the gop has been weakening on a lot of issues that they they just keep moving the goalposts thinking that they can keep getting a, a voter base until eventually they will no longer have one uh and the reason i say that is because there are some gop uh you know senatorial members and other people in various state governments who uh still try to keep true to what got them elected but uh i believe a lot of them are very weak on it and are allowing themselves to be pushed around and uh and some just don't care you know they just used it to get elected and now that they have the power you know they're not actually going to go with their actual political beliefs or they're going to go with their actual political beliefs which aren't fully republican uh and a lot of them don't care about the second amendment so uh overall uh I, I think it won't come from the GOP. I think it'll come from largely uh, left-leaning. As in a lot of these places, it is uh, Democratic candidates who got into those positions who are likely to pass laws banning weapons inside the Capitol buildings. However, uh, judging by the aggressiveness of the people in Michigan and in Texas and uh I want to say there was another state where people actually showed up outside of a like state government member's house at night and yelled at them that they know where they live while they were armed. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that eventually, even if they start banning guns in the capitals and in the capital buildings, they nobody's going to listen to them and they're going to ignore it. Yeah, and you see a lot of people make the statement that those people doing the protest, armed protest, should go all in. We're not doing it at all because then at that point it just looks like fear-mongering or it'll be put that way by the media. And a lot of people that are already against these people and think they're violent in nature might think so more after seeing that. Right. So do you... More left-leaning people. Do you agree with the general sentiment that these protesters are going for? Um, lifting the ban? I, I think I think from my yeah. standpoint, I think I can agree with their sentiment. 
I just don't know if I personally agree with the way they're doing it. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Do you feel like that's a, a good way of dealing with it? Or do you think they're going too far? So I think they're not just saying all together and the ban or the quarantine. I mean, obviously there are going to be possible health repercussions. Uh, I think we're starting to really get it under control in the U.S. Uh, you know, uh, just recently we we're having announcements like, hey, we've got the lowest hospital admissions for the disease here in a while. Uh, you know, things were starting to look up. Uh, so I think maybe a slow, you know, testing the waters, you know, starting to allow this more social interaction, like uh, restaurants that engage in the social distancing where people are sitting at very spread apart tables and booths and, you know, kept distance uh, that way. The, and, you know, basically adhering to the basic practices of keep people away from each other, but start to introduce more social uh, interaction and see how that affects uh, the overall admission rates and, you know, the amount of people catching it. It's starting to look like the people that were, you know, because a lot of people, everyone saw the news report saying this could last up to two years with the quarantine and like how bad it could get. But we're on the downward slope at this point from what it looks like. And uh, we're it sounds like that kind could of have been fear mongering. It kind of looks like that, that could have been fear mongering. Would you say it's like un unreasonable to, to, to say that it might last for two years? Would you say that's extreme fear? No. I wouldn't say it's extreme. Uh, at the time, there were a lot of different predictions of how bad it could get and like the death predictions. And some of them were correct and some of them were wrong. So I don't, I don't know. So do you think the media's been fear-mongering um, a lot? Or do you think it's more of an overblown thing? Do you think it's, do you think it's their intention to fear-monger? Or do you think so it, it, is, I, it, is, it is them being scared and then impressing they, that? So the, the part of the issue with that is a lot of the media figures that do that uh i think to a degree there was fear mongering like two years is a ridiculous amount uh yeah. one year is extreme but a little more believable and more likely uh the the problem is just a lot of these people it, it feels very political uh the numbers that they were throwing out at first because of the current presidential race that is on yep uh so oh. it, it makes me suspicious of them and you know you, you should also sorry to like interject, but you could also say that fear mongering does get a lot of clicks and attention for certain articles. Absolutely. If you make some bold claim. Yeah, if you're making a bold claim. So I think a lot of it was political in nature, but it, some of it definitely was clickbaiting. Mm -hmm. The more drastic news that comes up, people will want to hear more of it. Exactly. We'll agree with that. A lot of people aren't happy about the way our government will take advantage of situations to pass laws. That was, he was saying. That was actually something zone. that Jameson brought up a while ago. He was, right. was kind of into that. Yeah. Never, they, never waste a, a good crisis. Ex exactly. Any shooting, because you see a lot of conspiracy theorists that think like shootings are staged by the government. I don't agree with that. But I would say that I, I would say that um, they take advantage of the situations to pass right. laws. Yeah. You saw the, the Las Vegas shooting. They banned bump stocks not long after that. I, I think that's a that's something we're we're seeing 
as an upward trend in the country. I don't know. I don't know if our political or our historical perspective is a little skewed. Um, I don't know if this has been happening like in all of American history, but we're definitely seeing it a lot yes. more nowadays. Um, some in, I mean, some in, in, you know, somewhat legitimate measures post nine eleven, we see uh, the increase of of um, security measures at airports and the TSA and the strengthening of the NSA. The Patriot you also, Act. You also see a lot of, of things that violate civil liberties like the Patriot Act and the NSA and the CIA, you know, upping their, upping their game in the, I wouldn't say guise, but in the uh, face of terrorism and fighting terrorism. Um, the CIA is very sketchy. I understand. They there's a, there's don't a quote really from terrorism. They sell drugs and do there's other. A, there's a quote from uh, John F. Kennedy that said, uh, "If I become president, then I will tear the CIA uh, into a million pieces yep. and spread them as far from the west as to the east." Um, they were more open back then with the type of things they did. Yeah, all, like MK Ultra and. Has anyone seen the documentary that's been blowing up recently, Out of the Shadows? No, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that goes pretty deep. I it partially talks about the Pizzagate for half of it, but yeah. they dive deeper into the whole CIA thing. Yeah. And um the CIA paying news outlets and controlling news outlets and paying journalists. I think it is a very interesting world that we're living in. Um Yeah. We'll probably yeah. we'll probably talk more about the CIA in another episode. Um It's a good topic. Uh, yeah, just to, just to bring it back, so after this is over, whenever that is, we've we've heard estimates of two years, one year, May first. <laughs> you know, um, how do you think Easter. the how do you think the <laughs> how do you think the government and the the country is gonna and the world, I guess for that matter, is gonna come back from this? I hope we actually get a lot of the rights back, and seeing as they were taking advantage of people. Maybe not taking advantage, but of people being scared by the whole virus thing. A lot of people are more okay with leaving certain rights. And I just hope that the government doesn't withhold those after the virus is over. Right. And that people aren't okay with it. How about you, Wyatt? Uh, I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I was reading something, so I didn't quite catch what <laughs> Okay. God. Bro, then you're getting skipped. Whatever. How do you skipped? How, how do you think that we're going to come back from this as a as a world, as a nation? Uh so as a nation, uh things might be a bit rough if this goes on for much longer. Right. Uh we're starting to see already our nation was having a bit of trouble keeping it together. There's just so much political fractioning and uh culturally we're very fragmented and uh broken up there's no real sense of community everybody's very unique and individual from each other and you know while it's okay to be individual uh, when you have nothing in common with anybody else or you actively engage in a way that's antisocial. oh oh you mean like oh, okay uh <laughs> yeah i mean i i doubt that we're it'll we'll go back to being exactly the same rights wise yeah. i mean i've been i've been thinking about it and i've been like i've got yeah. this, this idea of social distancing so ingrained in my head now i'm looking at uh, like, yeah i'm looking at pictures of people shaking hands and i'm like uh oh that was, a, that was a good, the, the it was a good comparison 
mentioning 9-11, a lot of people being scared and like being more okay with the government. It's like, you got to protect America, you know? It's. I think it's going to be the same situation afterwards. There's going to be a new wave of laws, maybe, right. that people are more okay with. Because we're, we're in a position where we don't, I mean, we don't remember 9-11 happening. We, we remember the no. immediate fallback, but, I mean, I wasn't even born. Um, we and I, we I, grew up in, yeah. We, we grew, grew up in a we grew up in a post nine eleven. We grew up in the aftermath of it. Yeah, in a state of of for the entire time that we've been alive, America has been at war in the Middle East. Um, Before even right, how long have we been there? Like, uh, what's yeah, it all you're saying? Quite a while. So uh, the wars in the Middle East have been going on for over eighteen years now. Right. Uh, it, I understand. Mm. So nonstop though, we have been at war for my yes, entire lifetime. With various countries in the Middle East and various groups, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, it is. It is yeah. an interesting, you know, it's an interesting situation that we're living in. And so, the biggest, I think, the biggest thing that we can remember now is is going to be this, um, just from the way the world has uh, reacted to the virus. Uh, it's pretty unprecedented in scale. I mean, even even post nine eleven, you know, the entire world didn't shut down. Um, That's true. We we grounded aircraft, and it's a little little different now in, in the situations comparison. It this is, will it be is the, different. It is the different. big thing. I'm not I'm not trying to this like downplay. I'm not trying to downplay nine eleven or overplay coronavirus. I I don't know. I feel um, like coronavirus is a little more dangerous because it's. It's not like a one-time thing. It, like, it's happened, right? But it, it, it's ongoing. It's not like right. yeah, it happened. 9-11 set off a big thing, yeah. which was the wars. Yeah. And that was very ongoing. I think right. this is going to be the big thing for our generation. So like kids that were like late high school to early college aged in 2001, 9-11 was the big thing for them. So I think this will be the big thing for us. The big thing that happened in our in our early lifetime. Kind of brings us on to another point. How do you think the world will will change, or how do you think society will adjust once everything goes back to normal? You think that this will be in the history books, or think this well, will... this will definitely be in the history books, even as like yeah. a footnote, unless something really like something really major would have to happen to make this a footnote. Because this is this is a very major thing to happen. I mean, you have to think the U.S. Uh, basically just shut down its economy. <laughs> To a degree, yeah, no, we, we've never done that ever. We haven't seen unemployment rates like this since the depression, if I recall correctly. Uh, even the depression, like, yeah, I don't. I, I think it was. We're reaching like bad records, aren't we? And yeah. we haven't seen this. Yeah, we haven't seen the stock market crash. We've probably seen it lower, I think, but probably not this fast. Oh, it's such if, a short span you, of time. If you look at it's the at rebounded. the stock market, it has never been this unstable. It has never like if you yeah. look at um how like a percentage of ups and downs if you look at the, the list they're all from this year they're all from the last like six months the wow. the most like upward trend and the most downward trend so oh, I... so i pulled up i pulled up the pers- the largest daily percentage gains and the largest daily percentage losses and uh on the gain side uh, if, if you go by the point gain which is not as it's not as accurate if you go by history uh, almost all of them are happening in 2020 when it comes to losses. Um, uh, the f- top six largest point losses are all from March. Um, number seven, number eight are from 2018. 
and then 9 through 14 are from March and February, and one from April. Uh, 15 is from 2018, and then you have more down the line. And then largest point gains, uh, 1 through 7, are all from 2020 as well. Um, but if you go just by, uh, or that's by point, so if you just go by percentage, then um, uh, March 16th, when... Uh, you know, like we lost our jobs. It was a negative 12% loss, which is only topped by the negative 22% loss that happened in 87 on Black Monday. Um, and then right before that is the Wall Street crash of 1929, uh, which was only a negative, it was also a negative 12% loss. So it is insane. It is very crazy stuff. And then you also see March 16th, we lost. 12%. March 24th, we gained back 11%. Which is, I mean, that's insane to think, like, how volatile the stock market is right now. Yeah. You know, in the the crazy world we live in right now, there's so many, you could call it, like, extreme points you could take or, you know, standpoints politically you could take. There's just, I don't know. There's so many different extreme ideologies now that people will hold like extreme right, extreme left, like people that are yeah, very, I don't know. Well, you know, as an anarcho cowboyist, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am very, uh, whatever that is. Anarcho cowboy. An anarcho cavist here. <laughs> an uh, actually, that's called anarcho primitism. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm pro cavism. Look, the industrial revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for mankind. You know, I think it's time with COVID nineteen ripping through the federal prison system, we should release Ted Kaczynski. You know, I, does anyone know how to build? Does anyone know how to build pipe bombs for bombing federal buildings? Look, in, in my Minecraft right, server. Right, in my Minecraft server. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a no. pause there. Yeah, only finish. I was saying in my Minecraft server. In my Minecraft. I think I think that's a I think that's a good place to cut it. We're not advocating terrorism in any fashion. Um, I really want to make that clear right now. He is being completely sarcastic. Be Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll 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 talk to you in a second. He's not invited back. <laughs> okay. So that was uh, I think that was interesting to say the least. To say the least. Um, they said a lot of things that factually uh, we can't verify. Um, some of them we had to uh, unverify. Yeah, during like, the podcast while like, looking at it. Like the uh, the seed, the comment about the seeds being banned. He said he said another thing, and I don't. Is that still in? Did we keep that in, or is that which part? Is that gone? I don't know. It was was it, was it in Mar was it something about Maryland? He, he said like Texas, and it was in Maryland. Yeah, there was, was there was just a whole section. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think this is I think this is a good time to warn against. Um, I hate to word it like that, but fake news, um, misinformation. Yeah is is very big in our in our culture today especially so, in our friend group so yeah don't be surprised if that happens again yeah but. so <laughs> uh it's it's just something that we we warn against um and we're gonna work against but anyways to, to, to wheel it around um they talked about uh some things about bill gates and china that not they're not our views um god yeah. tells us that that we should I think it, I think it's right for us to believe in in hard facts to go by 
what we know and to not believe in conspiracies because it other people looking in um you know it if they want to listen to us talk about the lord and they hear us talking these crazy like theories about pizza gate and bill gates being the antichrist like people aren't going to trust you um and i forget where um but but god warns against that um, it's, it's it's also important to note that those weren't again those weren't christians they were or are they they're ag- are they agnostic or why is why they're social both christian as you would just as you describe yeah right? it's, uh, it's a, a social christian in the sense that he believes in um like a, a man and a woman in a marriage and uh he thinks that the country was founded on christian ideals but he definitely doesn't adhere to the idea of following jesus in your everyday no. life he is a very different person a very right. interesting person i will admit yeah. but so so a... we're not we're not talking down to you rabid um wyatt if you he goes <laughs> we, we know him by by rabid so if we slip up yeah. there um that was his nickname for us uh it's a little childhood nickname but uh, yeah sure if, if he's listening to this course we're not we're not getting on to you or anything like we, we, res- we respect probably probably isn't because we, we said that we don't <laughs> our, our voices are a little strange to ourselves and probably he's, not gonna listen to it back after this you know it's um whatever but it's we're fine. not we're not talking down to anybody any of our listeners that are atheists or, or non-christians that our intent here is not to to demean your opinion um but we, we do want to give our opinion on the subject. And so when it comes to conspiracy theories and stuff like that, it's it's not our um, not our place. And they, they talked about it at one point as well. Um, they were talking about the aggressive standpoint that the protesters were taking, which is something I personally uh, completely disagree with from a biblical standpoint. Um, uh, we have we have different views on that. I The, the whole Corona thing and the, and the rights problem, I, you know, no matter what side you stand on, I don't think it's you know, good to, to threaten or to use violence towards it. There's anyone, especially yeah. the government, it's probably a bad idea on just in general. But yeah. uh, I, I'd say them going over there with, with guns and stuff, it's it's a bit extreme. Yeah, no, we're definitely in the same boat on that. Um, the Lord tells us not to disobey our governments. And it, the, the idea of being a rebel is, is definitely not the way that Christ wanted us to act. We're supposed to leave quiet lives, quiet lives of kindness. Yeah, you know, Caesar um, to Caesar, but you know, still render unto Caesar what's Caesar, and render unto God what's God. Um, it's from Romans, uh, and so it's it's important to focus on the things of God instead of the things of this world. And so, when the coronavirus gets you scared, um, know that you should not fear if you have trust in the Lord, um, and that that God will take care of you, even even in the coronavirus. And if that means taking precautions, if you want to wear a mask. You know, use what God has given you. God has gifted us. God has gifted us with a knowledge of, of how to fight diseases and, um, you know, washing your hands and, and taking, you know, wearing masks and distancing yourself from your neighbors. Um, it might, it might, it, it, it's hard. It's definitely hard. But if that's the precaution you feel like you need to take, um, we're not here to judge. Uh, also this is just another uh, something to throw in uh just because we don't agree with someone's beliefs like what they're doing over there with the all guns and the protesting and uh, it's not a it's, it's not right to uh judge them yourself or like do something drastic like send death threats that's that's like way out of line yeah just, just because they're going against what you believe doesn't mean that you should be doing you should be going lower than them or, or on their level you should right. stay on a level above them they're morally speaking right um Stay, stay, stay above them, but don't act like you're above them. 
That's, you know, that's also something I should have put. Yeah, it's a, God, good, it's a good thing to keep in mind. God tells us that we're supposed to be elevated above our neighbors because of our trust in Christ. And I think naturally, if you if you follow a life that's close to Christ, you will you will naturally be uh, a more righteous person. But we're all sinners, and we all fail. We all fall short. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's important to remember. And then there was another another point they made. Um, that's a, li- a little more political, of of governments taking advantages of uh, taking advantage of crises, crisis, crises. How Which, how in depth do you want to get on that? Do you want to like get like go over the the thing we said like a couple of days ago, or do you just want to say like yeah, or like your 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 two cents, your well, piece on it? We can give our two cents on it. Well, um, with nine eleven, um, I am not trying to downplay the disaster that that was. It was uh, one of the most horrendous attacks that we had seen as a country since 1943 and uh, Pearl Harbor. And, um, I mean, we lost lives. We lost, I think, 3,800 people in the attacks on the World Trade Center. But the the actions that the government took afterwards were a violation of our liberties as American citizens with the Patriot Act and the NSA strengthening its grip on surveillance of the American people and, and using the image of terrorism to fight it. And we started wars in the Middle East that were aimed at stopping terrorism, but ended up being fueled by money and the economy so that people, you get with war. Just so people don't think you're speaking nonsense, can you explain like the Patriot Act and all that so so they understand completely? I guess they don't. Yeah, so the Patriot Act was a very broad act that was passed after 9-11, that at face value, it was to protect Americans against terrorism and against threats of terrorism. But in reality, what it allowed was the government to, um, uh, Section 208, the roving wiretap provision, allowed the government to tap every device a person uses, landline, cell phone, laptop, etc., with just uh, one approval from the um, famous, famously permissive Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, as well as the Lone Wolf Provision, which is in Section 207, which allows the government to surveil someone who might be engaged in international terrorism, even if he or she might not actually be connected to any existing terrorist group. And so, I mean, these sound, like, you know, a little dangerous if, if taken into the wrong hands, but, you know, they're, they're provisions to, to stop terrorism. It's just the way they, they're used. You know, we're giving up our right to privacy with the um the fourth amendment the right uh, of search and seizure of you know our cell phone rights and our um just our general right to privacy i think was taken away after 9-11 and we have a society as a society is kind of uh given into that like you see advertisers sell our data and i mean we pretty much don't care at this point um because it's i mean it's it's just public knowledge it's if you have the money you can you can know anything about anyone so yeah well when you put it that way because because i think the way they were they were phrasing is that the government is mainly doing this but when you put it in the way of like anyone can do it as long as they have enough money they don't have to be connected to the government that's that's actually when you know it starts to get a little dangerous because well then you, it's like you can't say anything about to, to like billionaires because they can just learn anything they want to about you yeah you definitely you definitely have to be connected to the government but the the issue at hand is that billionaires they buy out the government. They buy out, uh, they lobby for, for Congress members to be elected that are on their side. Um, and then you end up 
you know, that that data is able to be used in their hands, which even even in just the government's hands, I think is still dangerous because how much should we truly trust the government over, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, they I become, there becomes a humans. point. Yeah, they're, 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 they're fallible. And a lot of times they're not trying to further the kingdom of God. And when you're not trying to further the kingdom of God, you're not doing good in this world. You know? More corruption than, than there usually is, I, I suppose. Well, absolutely. If, if you are straying away from God, you're not going to find good things because only good things come through God. Um, so render unto Caesar, Caesar what's Caesar's and render unto God what's, what's God. And I think our privacy is not the right of Caesar. That's that's our right. Um, I think that's an American kind of idea as well. But yeah, uh, that's that's a very deep think... topics that we are yeah. very young and, and not as versed as other people about. James um, has got like a bigger brain than I do, so he he looks into stuff way more than I do. My take on it is that I don't really mind unless I do something really bad, and I probably don't want the government finding out that I actually did that. I I, I probably won't have a problem until then. But for right now, I, I think I'm, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I think I feel safe. I don't feel like I'm in trouble right now. Yeah, That's there's there's the mindset that you shouldn't be scared if you didn't do anything wrong. But you see with, throughout American history, with like African-American communities, false imprisonment is a huge thing. Oh, you mean like just like them doing it just because? They, well, using using what's at hand, using the laws and the provisions that they have to... Um, and, and manipulating the system to imprison basically whoever they want. And so we've seen throughout the, the, the 80s and the, and the 90s, you see the CIA going into uh, African-American communities and, and basically, you know, planting drugs and causing the, the you know, the crack epidemic. Yeah. Crack, uh, I don't know if you'd call it an epidemic, but... It was a, it was well, a plague. Spread. Something yeah, happened. It was, it was awful. It's an, outbreak of some sort but i right. don't know I'm, with uh, i don't know a specific word but cocaine in the inner cities completely or orchestrated by the cia uh the cia is such a shady corporate not not corporation I, I have, but government agency i have no opinion about that because i don't know anything about it but yeah. yeah it's it's interesting um and it's it's it toes on the line of conspiracy theory so it's not something i talk about uh, but it is a personal opinion of mine that the cia is not the best for american for america I don't know because what does what do the CIA do really? They're the Central Intelligence Agency, and so they, uh, they deal in in the in the '60s. They dealt with like foreign like problems, so with like Che Guevara in Cuba um, and communism spreading. They would they would assassinate uh, communist figures in other countries and meddle with foreign governments and do things that i think are are questionable at least quest questionable at at very least um i'm not an expert on the cia and under no means but i do i guess I, go ahead i guess we need to put it that way that i don't know i probably don't have a, a fear a need to feel fear i guess because i i don't think i'll ever do anything bad but I guess the same can be said about Jesus. He wasn't doing anything bad, yet the Romans still wanted him gone. Right. I'm not comparing the, myself to Jesus. The, what, course, the, what the Jews did when they when they framed Jesus to be put on the cross, they they I mean they basically lied about what he did. And because of the 
um, the laws of, of Rome and of Judea, uh, they were able to get him crucified. Um, so we're, we're told in the Bible that we're going to be hated for what we believe. Um, and I don't think we're persecuted right now, but I, I think it does ring true that America is turning away from Christian ideals. If we even ever had it in the first place. Well, I don't, cause I think, I think definitely people are, are shyer to accept Christians because of just their beliefs in general. There's like the, you know, the different movements happening right now, like LGBTQ and all that. Cause I, most days you, you go anywhere. And if you say something about that and it's not in line with the opinions of the mainstream media, you will get uh, like socially stoned because it is, it, it is, it is widespread. And what there's not that many Christians to begin with, right. In, in the country anymore, people who claim to be Christian. Well, so like that's, uh, I guess that that's a little false. When I last read the numbers, I guess it was like 2016. I think it was like 70, 75% of America was Christian or claiming to be Christian. I guess I remember that wrong. I don't know then. So, well, maybe not Maybe not yet completely. Now, here, you understand what, where I'm coming from. Yeah. So here's what I warn against. The, the Bible also tells us that there will be among us people who do not believe and people who, uh, when they get to the, the judgment seat, they're going to say, Lord... Um, didn't I preach your name? And uh, the Lord's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you know? And so you're going to have people who profess Christianity who are not Christians. And I think that's very clear when you look into somebody's life, when you look at their works and you look at their faith, um, you can tell when somebody's living a life with the Lord and when they're not. But on the other hand, we will never know somebody's heart. Um, and so I think when we get to heaven, uh, something my pastor told me, there's going to be a lot of people there that we didn't expect. There's going to be a lot of people not there that we did expect. Um, and I think that's just the human nature. And it's a, it's a weird thing to think about because you never really know who's, who's really committed and you never know who's faking it. So, right. Uh, so many people can seem genuine, but, uh, I don't, I don't they, they change so quickly. Uh, when put under pressure. Yep, it's a it's a it's a very interesting culture that we're living in. Um, our mindset towards religion, uh, but I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we've we've got a lot more going on in our heads that we want to talk about, but um, I think this, maybe not tonight. Yeah, this episode has gone on uh, a bit too a bit too long already. So cut out a lot. It's been a long <laughs> time. So we're there is a lot of. Just... A lot of cut content for this episode, but uh, we will see you um, whenever we decide to make a new episode. Uh, we're going yeah, to put this out, try to put this out weekly, but uh, if we find the time, we might be sooner than that. We might be later. We have a lot of time, but you know. Yeah, we don't have jobs anymore because of coronavirus, but um, thank you for joining us. Uh, I've been Jameson Atchell. And I've been Dean Ortega. And this has been Tearing the Veil. Thank you and good night. Good night.